traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians. This is Scott Miller coming to you live from Delray Beach, Florida, where the horse world is happening. Every kind of horses. Standard breeds, thoroughbreds, show horses, uh, pastafinos, you name it, we got it here in South Florida, and our winter season has started, and everybody's all excited. I'm really excited about it because uh, it's literally uh, horse shows and racing for the next six months, every day of the week. I'm really excited about it, and hope you guys can get out and enjoy your horse uh, endeavors and what you're doing, and hope training goes well for you. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we talk about on this show, and one of them's weather, and the weather that they're having in New York is really devastating. Uh, Aqueduct Canceled Racing uh, moves September 30th card to October 1st. Racing was canceled September 29th and 30th at Aqueduct Racetrack in the Meadowlands due to significant rainfall forecasts uh, to create a hazardous weather in the New York, New Jersey area. The New York Racing Association further announced that it had moved its Saturday 11 race card at Aqueduct to Sunday, October 1st, and pushed Sunday's uh, 10 race card uh, program October uh, to October 4th. That's due to torrential rainfall causing uh, widespread flooding and hazardous conditions in the New York metropolitan area. Uh, with with much five in, with as much as five inches. Expected to fall, fall at Ozone Park at Aqueduct is under flash flood warning, uh, which watched through uh, the, all day today until tonight, actually. Um, the Saturday's card headlined the $500,000 Joe Hirsch turf. A grade one will move its uh, entirety to Sunday, with first post time being 12.05. The lucrative 11 race card also features the $400,000 Woody uh, Woodward Stakes, uh, the $250,000 Gallant Bloom Stakes, and the $250,000 Vosperl Stakes. When in your end for the Breeders' Cup. Training Bel- Belmont, who has four entries in the stakes shifted Sunday uh, to Sunday, called the delay a minor bump in the road. Uh, you know, and, and we've been talking about this for a long time here, uh, what we went through getting horses ready to you know, running in the derby and, and training last year and how, you know, uh, the, the weather played a big uh, determining factor uh, to the derby last year. Uh, it, the weather at uh, Hot Springs was off and on. New Orleans was was bad. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, it was bad pretty much. And so, you know, you, you got to train on the tracks, and there's so many things that, you know, you have to think about and do. Uh, you know, it just, it just makes you really wonder, you know, how you get through what you get through and still keep your horses in top condition. Um, you know, and like I said, uh, again, uh, this is a, uh, situation that you can't control. You can't deal with. Uh, I mean, you got to deal with it, but you know, it, it makes it tough on getting your horses rest- ready. And especially this time of year right now. Uh, and I'll, I'll mention this uh, quite often, off and on, uh, throughout the shows that we have from now until the Kentucky Derby in May about weather conditions. Here we train all year long, getting horses ready to run in the Breeders' Cup, which is a month away from this Saturday. Um, you're looking at four weeks. And not saying that at this time and point that, um, you know, weather is going to really affect you that much unless it's a period, long period of time, like say four or five days. Um, this couple of days here in New York, um, it's not going to hurt anything. They'll just move it, you know, a day, a day, uh, uh, back in your schedule. But you got to remember it's four weeks till the, till the breeders cup. So you got to do everything that you can do to keep your horse in a tip top condition, keep them ready to go, keep on that plan. You know, now's not the time that you can adjust and, and maneuver your horses to different races or different tracks. Uh, where you're at is where you're going to be, uh, you know, right now with your horses on uh, the first Saturday in November. And there are four of Ashmusen's, uh, Steve Ashmusen's horses are at Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup. So he kind of like, um, 
you know, dodged any potential weather, uh, weather, uh, you know, bullets that would be shot at him, uh, anywhere else in the country, like, uh, New York or Kentucky or Florida, you know, so it's pretty good. It's, um, let's see, four Breeders' Cups, uh, horses trained by Steve Ashmeason arrived at Santa Anita Park on September 26th. Um, but the specific Breeders' Cup races, for the two two of them, uh, Gunite and Echo Zulo, are still not to be determined. Uh, they are eligible for multiple Breeders' Cup races. At Churchill Downs, um, September uh, 27th, the Hall of Fame trainer said to dual grade one winner uh, Gun- Gunite uh, did not catch the uh, uh, circumstances of the day at Parks, and anybody would have wanted uh wondered where he went. Um, so, you know, he, he's trying to get these horses in out there. He's got four, like we said, out there now. And that's going to make a big difference, you know, for what it, what they do with him. He had an interesting meet at, at parks out there. Um, a lot of these horses are, are, you know, they're fit and they're ready to go. And, and uh, you know, you go to different track like parks, is different weather conditions, different. Uh, you know, you're looking at temperature, you know, rain, cold rain, hot heat, you know, like they had. It's always something, you know, that they do. But he's got four of them out there, and we're going to see how how many other trainers over the next week or two send horses out to Santa Anita for for the Breeders' Cup early. Um, the best the best experience that I've ever had and ever seen with horses going to the Breeders' Cup no matter where it was at, is you get there three days before the, the weekend. You, you try to ship in on, on a Wednesday night or a Thursday morning, and then you got Thursday, Friday, and then you run Saturday. Or you ship in, you know, Tuesday night, and, and if you're going to run on Friday, and then there, you're there Wednesday and Thursday and then Friday. But you try to get that three-day, um, uh, you know, uh, buffer zone in there, and that's what they call shocking them. Uh, you shock a horse and, and, uh, you go in three days before the race and then it get it, it gets his, his body a chance to acclimate somewhat to the, uh, temperature, the time zones or what have you, but it, it really doesn't. You just keep them on the same schedule. So that, that's going to be interesting to see how many of these Breeders' Cup horses come up because it's a month away now and we're down to the last uh, few Breeders' Cup win and you're in races. And so now, you know, it's all over with, but the hollering, as they say. So it's going to be interesting to see, see what happens. And just to give you an idea about the importance of the different meets that, that are coming around and, and the, uh, trainers, this is the most confusing time of the year for the trainers because you got the Breeders Cup coming up. That's the big, you know, the big shooting match right there. And, you know, most of the good trainers, they got three or four horses that are geared up for that. And so you're, you're just fixed on the Breeders' Cup. And also that, that makes it, uh, you know, interesting for a trainer. You know, you're thinking about that, but you got to think about the rest of your stable, wherever they're stabled at, whether it's Florida, Kentucky, New York, California, or what have you. You know, so you got to, you got to take, like, that's, like I would say the B team. You know, you got to, you got to keep on pushing forward with them. And then you've got uh, your two-year-olds that you're getting ready uh, to start on a derby campaign. So that, that's a, the third part of your, you know, situation. And so then you kind of go, go from there. And I tell you, at this time of the year, uh, you have to start looking at uh, the stake races uh, that are coming up at the different meets uh, for the different uh, state breads. And so today we're taking a look real quick here at the um, – Sunshine meat uh, steaks, and that, this is for the uh, Florida breads. Uh, and I tell you what, it's going to be a pretty good meat. And, and you know, not saying that these horses aren't you know big time potential you know million dollar Breeders' Cup winners, you know that type of thing, or, or you know potential Derby winners. But it's it gives them a good uh, foundation to make some money and and establish himself, you know, as a, a true horse to to really get down the road and, and get something, uh, you know, like the Derby, the Preakness, or the Belmont. Um, the Sunshine Meet, uh, it started at 9-9 or 23. 
and the Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners uh, Association, Florida Sire Stakes, the Desert uh, Vixen uh, Division, uh, and then they had the uh, Dr. Figure Division. Those are $100,000 added, you know, stake races, and you get your horse black type, you know, if you won that. Um, then they had the Bears Den uh, on the 16th, which is a $75,000 race for three-year-olds going a mile and 70 yards on a Tapita. And speaking of Tapita, you know, this is getting interesting now. Um, it's A lot of horses like it, and they like the turf. There's a lot of horses that don't like it, you know, and, and like the dirt. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things, you know, you got to try your horse on the tapita to see, see how they, how they like it, you know, and then uh, the trainer gets into a jam again because then you got to uh, look at the stakes book and, and look at the condition book and say, well, you know, he, he wins on the tapita, we'll say. Well, now, do we take him back and try the grass, or do we take him back to the dirt, or do we leave leave him on the tapita? And there's not that really that many big stake races on the tapita, so you got to, you know, really plan your future out with your horse, uh, you know, that type of thing. Um, they got uh, the two hundred thousand dollar Princess Rooney, which is a Grade Three, a Gulfstream. It's on the dirt, going seven furlongs, um, and that is. Uh, a 10 7 or 23 coming up here next week. Um, so that's going to be a, a nice race there. And you know, like we're saying about training your horses, you know, you got to start pointing them in the right direction. And you know, when you get them in that right direction, is it on a major stakes race? Uh, is it on a, you know, a competitive allowance, uh, uh, stakes race, uh, journey? Uh, that type of thing. And, and the toughest part is, is, is you got to find that middle, that medium, uh, whether, you know, uh, you want to stay right on the edge uh, of going to the big races, but yet you want to stay right dead center on the, on the smaller races that you can win, which are stake races, you know, and a good example, uh, that we have here, uh, for this is the, uh, um, the Prince's Rooney. It's an invitation. It's an invite. It's $200,000 going seven for the ones on, on the dirt. And that, that's a nice race right there to go to and, and have on your portfolio for your, for your horse's resume. Uh, so that, that's good. But then you, you turn around and you look, you got the Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners Association, the Sire Stakes. You got the, uh, Susan Girl, uh, which is, uh, Two divisions, uh, actually. Uh, so we have their two-year-old fillies going seven furlongs on the dirt. Then you have the uh, firm division, uh, which is the same thing, going seven furlongs on the on the uh, dirt. And so you have that one, and then you and that's two hundred thousand dollars also. And then you also have the Florida Sire Stakes, the the Gil Campbell Memorial, which is a hundred thousand dollars going a mile on the dirt. So you got some nice races there you know, for your horses. And, and now, mind you, these are two-year-olds. These are two-year-olds, and this is the right time of year to season your two-year-old. Uh, you've got, uh, you, I mean, they're young horses, and, and if you can knock off one of these races here, and then if you do well, if you do well in this race, then that judges you whether you go to the Breeders' Cup with them, the two-year-old division of the Breeders' Cup. So, you know, today or tomorrow actually is going to be the, the defining day, uh, what you do. Uh, if you're going ahead and to go to the Breeders' Cup, uh, you know, so now you got to decide, now you got to go. Um, on the undercard at the Breeders' Cup or, you know, then thereabouts, the Breeders' Cup week, there's a lot of nice stake races that you can go for, top off your season um, by running in, in a race and hopefully winning one of those races. And then uh, you yank her off, you yank them off the track, those two-year-olds, and send them to the farm. And then you pick them back up in in, Janu in January, you know, and start start to run for the Oaks or for the Derby. Uh, and you know that's what you do. So, you know, the trainer this time of year for the trainer is the most confusing part of the season because there's so many things that he has to think about. 
One is getting from here to the, the Breeders' Cup over the next four weeks. Then, at, uh, then after that, getting your stables moved to wherever they're going to be moved to for the winter. You know, that, that's a tough situation to be in right there in itself. Um, so now, uh, you know, I, I'm, you're wondering how many of your helpers going to show up to, if you're going from New York and Kentucky to Florida or to California, you wonder how many, how much of your help's going to show up, you know, to, to see, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. You want to know how many of your horses are going to, you're going to send to the farm, which is exciting because it's a relief to know that they made it through, you know, the early part of, of the racing season, uh, healthy and, and wealthy. And, uh, then you're ready to send them to the farm and pick up a, a uh, a real nice horse uh, coming back from the farm when they get them conditioned and ready to come back to them, you know, to the track up there. So, you know, that that's one thing that you look at. Uh, again, um, the Sunshine uh, Meat Steaks, uh, they've got some nice races there. Um, I wouldn't say major races. You, you can make some money there, there but, you know, you just got to kind of pick and choose where you're going with them. And that's the time. This is the time of year to do that. And now we're going to Belmont, where they're not going to run until Sunday because of the weather. Okay, here. These are the races that the trainers point for. I'm telling you, it's it's a hard job to do. So many things can happen, like the weather, for example. Unfortunately, the weather at Belmont in Ozone Park is not going to really uh, change anything because they'll, they'll be back, uh, you know, racing on, on the um, on the first at, at Belmont. Um, this is a race that I really do like, and I don't know how the weather is going to affect the turf. I know you know it's going to be a soft turf for sure on Sunday when they run this race. Uh, instead of running Saturday, they'll be running Sunday. Uh, out here. It's the Joe Hirsch Turf Classic. Uh, the post time is 2.40 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, it's a $500,000 race going a mile and a half on the turf for three-year-olds and upward. Uh, Todd Fletcher's got a horse that in here that is, it's Grand Sonata, Sonata. And this horse can, can really run. Uh, they got Johnny V on him, and that's why I think this horse is, is going to Make a statement. Uh, uh, this horse can really run. I think Johnny V uh, fits, fits the horse good. And then um, the, the one horse that uh, I, I tell you what I think is going to be a horse to beat, and that's Rebels Romance. Uh, Charlie Appleby's got the horse in, and I tell you what, this horse can flat out run. He's an Irish bred horse. And I tell you what, he's going to be there for sure. Uh, like I said, it's a mile and a half on the turf for three-year-olds and upward. Um, I, I tell you, Christoph Clement, he's got one here. Uh, Soldier Rising is a nice horse. Um, he'll be competitive. Chad Brown has Stone Age, uh, an Irish bred horse that's it, going to be good. Um, I tell you. <laughs> You know, when you look at the races and see how these trainers are getting horses ready, and I always think that I like to I put more confidence in the trainer and the uh, owner of these horses that are running because they know how to get them ready and they know where they're going with them. They're on a mission. You know, they're they're on a real mission, and so this race here. Uh, the Joe Hirsch uh, Turf Classic has been on the books for these trainers and for these owners for the last six months. They've been porting horse, horses for that. And so when I look at the, at the racing form and I say, okay, well, let's see who, who did what and where they ran out and where they pointing for this race. And, and, I, and I, it's easy to do once you start doing that. Once you start looking at them that way, you say, oh, my goodness, look at here, back here in Gulfstream. They got him out on a route of ground on a dirt, dirt going a mile, on the turf, I mean, going a mile and a, mile and a half. 
So, you know, that, that was, that, that's something to look at. But, you know, again, these trainers are pointing these horses for a lot of things. And you start going back and you go over the racing form and see what races did he use to get this horse ready for that. And this is, this is going to be a tough race. This is going to be a tough race. And now that it's off the grass, I mean, now it's off on Saturday and they're going to run on Sunday with it. You're literally looking at, at, at pretty much a real soft turf. And it's going to be interesting to see how many scratches we have out of that race on Sunday to see who scratches says, you know, we're going to wait till a later day, you know, to do that with. Um, on the Big A, uh, Belmont at the Big A, the Woodward Stakes, and this is a prestigious stakes to win. Uh, I'm telling you, it, it, it really is. Um, post time is at 3.11 Eastern time. It's the Woodward Stakes. And we got a horse in here that, that I think has really been misjudged and not had very good luck, and that's called Charge It. Johnny Velasquez is going to be riding this, this horse. Um, he's breaking from the number one post, and I, which I like. And I think it's going to be a very strong competitive race. Uh, we got, um, all kinds of good horses in here. They're, and Linda Rice has got Costa Terra in there, uh, which is a real good horse. Uh, I think it's got a shot, a big shot in it. Uh, Chad Brown has got Zandon in, in it, uh, which is really, really, really a tough, tough horse, Zandon is. Uh, he just had a lot of ups and downs to go through. Uh, so I, I like that horse. And then... Um, the one star that the horse that Linda Rice has, Film Star, I think that horse has really uh, been under the radar and hadn't really been had his opportunity yet to do it. But um, I, I, he's got RTS on him, and uh, Jose, uh, and I, I think this horse might come through. It's Film Star is the name of the horse. Uh, it's a good horse and ready to roll. Uh, Linda's really good at getting these horses ready for that. She she plans the future very well. And then also at Belmont, this is a horse race that I really, really wish that I could run a horse in and, and win this race. It goes off at 109. It's the third race. It's the Vosper. Um, it's seven furlongs for three-year-olds and upward and a $250,000 purse. And what I like about it is this is like a sprint uh, potential distance horses. So you got a lot of horses in here that you, that could be running at a mile, mile eight, you know, mile sixteenth or what have you, and, and they're really good. But th this field has kind of got me puzzled a little bit. Not one of the horses in here that I see was um, pointed for seven furlongs. Most of them were going distance, taking a distance. And uh, just to show you how, how this race is and, and how important it is is to, you know, tap your horse with this, this race win of the Vosboro at Aqueduct. We have Cody's Wish. Cody's Wish is the most phenomenal horse that I've ever seen. He draws people to the to seem uh Cody's Wish is, uh, is named after a young man from Lexington that has a disability, and uh, he's been around Cody all the time. And whenever whenever Cody's uh, Cody comes to the barn, uh, no matter where he's at, and, and Cody's Wish, the horse, knows that he's there. He pins his ear and flips his ears and starts walking around, and goes right over to Cody and puts his head right in his lap. You know, it's it's just unbelievable how these two connect. And you'll see on, on uh, TV Saturday uh, the story of Cody and, and Cody's wish. Uh, but this horse is really tough, and he's going to be hard to beat. And, I mean, they got some real good horses in here. they got the great navigator, which is in here. Um, they they got some good, good, good horses in here. But Cody's wish for Billy Mott is all going off at one to five. He's going off at one to five. I mean, they, they, you know, you might owe, owe more money when you go bet on him because they, he's a great horse, and this horse has got nothing but heart. 
nothing but heart, you know, and he's class, and it's just unbelievable to see this horse go, you know, like he's doing, uh, especially for Cody, and Cody just loves it, and I hope Cody's there with him uh, at Aqueduct. But um, the next race we're going to talk about here is the Akak Stakes. Uh, this is kind of a stakes race that not a lot of people notice. Uh, you know, it's uh, $400,000 going a mile. So you got to have speed and, and stamina, you know, to go in there. And I think that D. Wayne Lucas has uh, a Cadu River there. And this horse is really a nice horse. Uh, he can run a little bit. He, he's always jumped in there and, and gave everything that he has, uh, you know, to go through it. And then uh, other than that, I, I think it's wide open. You know, I, I think you're looking at, at a, a horse here that's going to be tough to beat. But, you know, it's like I said, it's a horse race. It's a horse race. And uh, that, there's there's a horse here, Zozo. Brad Cox has him. He's six to five. He's a real good horse. He got a lot of speed, but I think they're going to just throw him under the bus in this one. I think that's what they're doing with him. Uh, you know, he, he's a kind of a tough horse and kind of going with it. And, but you know, like I said, you got to get all these horses ready. And you know, sometimes it's easier to get focused on uh, your Derby horse or you know that type of thing. And, and you kind of lose track of the other ones. You know, you're going through the routine and trying to get them in and, and um, you know, get them some, earn some money and, you know, make them a good resume. And this is one of the races that you can do that with. And I, I tell you, my friends, this race is going to be down to the wire. Um, it's $500,000. It's uh, for three-year-olds and upwards. Going a mile and an eighth on the dirt. And I'm telling you, these guys, some of these guys really come in here to win this thing. And, uh, my, my opinion is that there's four of them that could win this race because I, I've been able to watch and see them come along, see who had the layoffs, see who got hurt, you know, that, that type of thing. Um, there's, there's a horse here that Blue Devil, and Hiles is the trainer, and he's a dare, daredevil colt. And I tell you, he's going to be something. He's going to be something. So let me tell you, he, he, sorry, he's a gelding. Blue daredevil's a gelding. But um, this this bunch of horses here, I think they're going to be scattered all over the track. Uh, they'll, they'll be close to the finish to each other. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. And there's a horse that I really do like in here, trademark. He's a four-year-old gelding. Um, Vicky Oliver is the trainer uh, of this horse. And I think this horse is going to be able to go like there is no tomorrow out there for Vicky. I hope she wins it. I like her. She's a good trainer. She's got good owners, and, and you know, she can really get a horse to the finish line out there. And then, and then we travel out west, and we got our out west thing that's going on. Um, this is Santa Anita Park. Uh, it's $300,000 uh, added. It's called the Awesome Again. It's going a mile and eight for three-year-olds and upward. Now, see, a lot of these races that I'm talking to you about now, you know, that are for three-year-olds and upward, which is good, a lot of money out there. So you got to determine where you're going to get your horse, you know, to and how you're going to get them there. And, you know, it, there's just so much that, that, uh, uh, trainer has to focus on now because you, you literally, uh, sometimes have to divide your stable up to go to three or four different tracks to run if you want to run for three or four hundred thousand dollars. And that's what is everybody glad to do. You know, everybody's glad to do that, but that's going to be interesting to see how this one goes. Um, I tell you, I, I'm sitting here looking at it and I say, well, Bob Baffert's got defunded in there. And defunded was supposed to be the, the best horse on the grounds. And he, he didn't, it didn't end up that way. He took an odd, odd leap of faith with this horse, I believe, is what they did. But, um, you know, that, that's a nice race there. 
uh, and like I said, all these races we're talking about now all start back last October. You start looking at everything and, you know, how do you put it together and, you know, how do you get them there? Oh, geez, it's just a, you know, a, a terrible time to, um, uh, you know, be in a trainer because you've got so many ways to go. Especially this time of year, you know, you're trying to look to see, um, which horses you can get to the breeding shed, you know, if you're going to send them as a broodmare, sell them, you know, send them as a stallion. You know, you got to be wheeling and dealing with the different farms right now to see what they do. And the reason you're doing that now is because when they do retire to stud, you want them to have a nice, you know, resume at the end of his career where, you know, he might have won, uh, you know, a graded stakes race or that type of thing, you know, to do something like that. And also, you know, again, it's it's tough on the trainers and the owners. And, you know, uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, the highs of people. Uh, they're the ones that came in to um, take over racing and, and all the rules and regulations and that type of thing. And I'm glad to see that they did it. Uh, it was one of those things that needed to be done, but who was going to do it? And, you know, it, it's kind of tough to uh, race from track to track and, and have different medication rulings and, you know, have different everything's just different. But now with HISA, everything is on an even plane, and they're policing it very well, and they are doing good at it. And I think it's a good thing for, you know, the industry to have that happen to them. And then, um, you know, like I said, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. But by this time next derby, uh, coming up every 2024, all these rules and regulations will pr- pretty much be ruled out and uh, that, that are standing now, and the new ones will be implemented. So, you know, that's what I'm glad to see. And everybody will have their handbook, and they'll have people answering questions about HISA and rules and regulations. And, uh, and all it is is it's just a, an extension of the State Racing Commission's um, uh, program where they run and how they run and how they're tested and when they're tested. That makes a big, big difference, my friend. So that'll be good. We'll see that's coming up. We've got all these exciting things that are coming around. Um, then we're working really strong on our, here at IEN, uh, we're looking at um, uh, a Triple Crown Tradition is what we're looking at. Um, it's a it's a food story. It's a food competition that we're going to have a, a triple crown traditions. Um, it includes the Derby, the Preakness, the Belmont, and the Breeders' Cup will be the four different show dates that we'll have for this barbecue cook-off. And what we'll do is we'll select an owner, a trainer, and a jockey from each track. And they will bring in their recipes and uh, they will compete against each other uh, at that track, that's their, their home track, uh, like Churchill, uh, Downs, uh, Pimlico, and, and Belmont. And then uh, 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 it's not Santa Anita, but uh, uh, the final will be at Delmar um, in 2024. So that that'll be interesting to see. And, for example, like uh, the Kentucky Derby, they'll probably feature, and I can't say that it's in writing, but um, this is what they'll offer, is barbecue, burger goo, and mint julep. Uh, you get to the Preakness, and they're going to offer the famous Maryland crab cakes and seafood. Belmont will be a, las- uh, will be a lasagna, uh, an Italian theme, and that, that ought to be really good, uh, some good food there. And we'll see what happens. But um, the Triple Crown tradition will invite an owner, a trainer, and a jockey from that track, such as Churchill, uh, Pimlico, and Belmont. And the winner of that, each one of those events will go to the championship that will be at Del Mar Racetrack in 2024. So we'll have, uh, you know, we can have three owners. Uh, we had a, quite a combination of these different people that, that are going to be there. And the winner uh, will be announced uh, in a cook-off at the British Cup Championship at, um, it's at um, Del Mar. So now, 
this is the interesting thing that we're we're looking for. We are looking for somebody to be a judge in each one of our events. So if you know of anybody that wants to be a judge in our cook-off, have them uh, write uh, our email, uh, International Equine Network, at international or at IENTV.org. That's what we'll do. Uh, it's IENTV um, at gmail.com. There we go. Um, so I'm already getting excited about it, hungry because we're te- we're doing some tests this weekend here, here at the farm to see what happens. We got a, a guy that uh, went hunting and uh, got a hog, and so we're going to kind of test it out with him and, and see what's happening there with them. Um, the the um, judges will be a local TV announcer from each one. Like say when we're at Churchill and Louisville, it'll be a local TV announcer. And then we'll have a national race announcer that will uh, that calls that calls uh, races during Derby. Um, he he will be uh, a judge, and then uh, we will have our celebrity judge. And I'm not saying who it is, but I do understand that Bobby Flay has gotten rid of all of his horses and getting out of the business. So maybe we can convince him to stay on and and uh, at least do that you know do that type of thing and be a good judge for us but um that's the triple crown uh traditions sh- uh, show and it's it, it'll be good because everybody loves to cook everybody loves to cook and i mean we did some cooking here this weekend it was really good and uh it's going to be interesting to see what happens then um on our how they get there the 2024 kentucky derby we're going to be following two jockeys. Uh, we're going to be following Johnny Velasquez. He's been there and done that. And we're going to be following Jose Ortiz, which is trying to be there and done that. So we'll be looking at that, and we'll be chatting with them and seeing what it's like to get on a, a big derby horse and what it's like to come out of the gate and, you know, do all the things that they're going to do. Which um, I'm really excited about that uh, because, let me tell you, Jockey's got really good attitudes. They just want to win. That's all there is to it. They just want to win. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. And then the farms that we're going to be following is Windstar Farm in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, they've done just about everything you can do in the business. Uh, they won, uh, the Derby. They got, um, uh, a Triple Crown Authentic, uh, you know, that's there. And, they got all kinds of good stuff, and they get, they did have barn tours. So we're going to be following One Star Farm and Spendthrift Farm. Spendthrift Farm might be the hottest farm going right now. Uh, they got a horse called Into Mischief, and Into Mischief is just throwing runners down right and left. Uh, I mean, they're they're winning right and left. In fact, I I was involved with uh, with a horse uh, part, a little part ownership in. Um, and she, she's named, uh, Bellatech, B-E-L-L-T-I-C. And I'm telling you, this horse, she was runner. She's a winner right off the bat, but unfortunately she got hurt and, um, and had to be sent to the farm. And so she's recovering there and hopefully she'll, she'll get back, but we're going to follow her progress and see, you know, um, just exactly what she does. So the farm for following is, um, Spent thrift and one star. And the trainer that we're following is Todd Pletcher. Uh, Todd's a, one of the best all around trainers that I've ever seen. And he's a better person, better family man. Uh, he's got it all going there with him. So we'll see what happens with him. And it's my understanding that he will be back at Palm Beach Downs this year. Um, that, uh, Palm Beach Downs got their, um, uh, contract settled with, uh, Palm Beach um, Water Water Authority, so they're ready to go with that. So that that gives us good confidence in uh, uh, Todd's training this this winter. He's going to be right where he's supposed to be at. See what happens. Um, then our Derby prep races, uh, we're going to take a look at all those. There's 27 of them all together this year that we have. Um, we got um, you know any and everything that. 
they can run is going to be run. In fact, our, our next, um, let's see, our next Derby points race will be, uh, we got one at Takura. Uh, it's the Adams, uh, Smurfliff, uh, Memorial in Brentford, Curra, uh, in Ireland, Judamont Royal Large in Newmarket, and the Qatar, um, Grand Prix in Longchamp. And then we got the Champagne coming up on the 7th here at, um, Aqueduct. And then we have the Breeders Futurity on the 7th also at Keeneland. So the road is going to start getting pretty heavy pretty quick on the road to the Derby, uh, you know, down here, uh, every, uh, everywhere. Uh, the boxsmith we're going to be looking at is Steve Norman. He shot just about every horse you could think of, every kind of horse. And he's a real good person. Uh, you know, he's a very professional at his job and a lot of people, uh, from all the big trainers and farms, they, they consult him, you know, on what to do with their uh, horse's feet. And he's, he's really good. He's really good at it. And then, um, we're going to be talking about feed and you know, we'll get together with the hallway feed people. And they're going to tell us exactly what they do and how they do it and how they get, get their feed that you're eating at the farm right now. If you're buying from them, uh, they can send it anywhere to Japan, Alaska, you name it. They can send it. That's hallway feed. And then we're going to, uh, the sales are kind of interesting that have been going on. And we're going to talk about that a lot next week, about the sales that are going on. We've got the mid-Atlantic sales that will be coming up uh, and see what they have. And it's very interesting. When If you're planning to run in the Derby, a lot of people go and look at the yearlings that are being sold now. And I mean, the, the Prices is just unbelievable and what they're getting for these horses. So the next step is what how do I, what sale do I go to? One of the best things on the market right now is a company called MyRaceHorse.com. And what they do is they buy horses and, and I mean they've bought some really nice, nice horses over the over the past few years, you know, that they get involved with. They're really nice. In fact, uh, one of them's authentic, and uh, he, and you don't need to say anything more authentic. It is a great horse. Um, but they buy, and then you buy micro shares into it, and you can get it for you know for thirty, forty dollars each, and you know, or you can spend two or three hundred. You know, uh, of course, the bigger ones go for more money, but you're still an owner. You're still you know everything. You're still a part of the process. You know, as it goes. And that's MyRaceHorse.com. Then a lot of the old school people, they like to go to the Keeneland sale. And I don't know if it's so much uh, for them to buy a good horse, you know, or just to be there or what have you, but that's a good sale to go to. And you get a lot of horses at the top of a million dollars or better. You know, I mean, it's it's just phenomenal in, in what these prices are bringing. And that's at the Keeneland's field. And, and they sell a lot of... Then you have the counterpart, which is the classic Tipton sale. And they 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 have sent out some runners out of there. I mean, they do put together a good catalog, and, and it's hard to go wrong with getting a horse from classic Tipton at their sales. So, that you know, that's one of the things that... that People trying to figure out, well, well, how do I get into the business? Well, you can go to the sales and buy one. Uh, there's a lot of jock, uh, a lot of um, agents that are available to talk to, and and then uh, there's myhorseracing.com. You know, that's that's the one I'd go with. You can have a lot of fun. You can be an owner. You're not shelling out a million dollars for for a horse that can't run. Uh, you know, like I said, you can go in for less than a hundred bucks and get involved with one of these horses. And, and then, uh, you know, it's history after that. You sit back at home and you watch your horse train and you wait for them to come on to the, to uh, the radio or TV or print and see how they're doing. And that's what I like about it. It's really a good thing to go to and, and to do, uh, you know, with them. And, you know, it, it's a gamble. 
just like everything else, it's a big gamble. You know, when you get in there, uh, I'll give you a good example. I got involved with one of the horses for very little money. And next thing you know, he comes out and he runs and he's made $108,000. And we, we can't find the right race for him and everything, but he's, he's winning. He's got two wins. Win at Keeneland, win at Gulfstream. You know, and that's good to know. Um, so you look at that from an owner's view. Can I can I actually get a, a, a Derby horse and a horse like MyRankHorse.com? You sure can, buddy. You sure can. But you know, nothing's guaranteed. So that's what you got to look at. You just you just go with the flow. You're a horse owner, and it's not costing you anything, hardly at all. So, you know, now we've looked at the, the sales, the different sales that you have. And, and some owners that, you know, that are pretty well to do, they might have a well, uh, a good runner, uh, off the farm and that would be a homebred. But, um, you know, you don't see too many of those anymore. Because everybody's playing a sales game out there. Then we're going to take a look at, um, Brookledge Transportation. They transport just about, all the big guns. They you know, go from um, the farm or the track to the airport. They take care of everything that needs to be done. They're good at that. Um, they go from the farm to the tracks, from the tracks to the farms. Then they go all over the country. So we're going to see exactly what that horse looks like riding down the road, you know, how he gets there. That's going to be interesting to see. And I'll, But, uh, you know, like I was saying earlier about the um, – uh, about all the derby prep races that are coming up, uh, we've got them in a, in America, we've got them in uh, Europe, and we've got them in Japan. And this year is really going to be interesting because a lot of people don't understand what it takes to get a horse there. It takes good training. It takes a lot of um, it takes a lot of time and effort to be put into them. It takes a lot of planning that you have to do. And so, um, you know, we're looking basically, you know, from we're looking at October, November, and December, and then the four months in uh, 2024. So, you know, you're, look, you're looking at six months of hard work, six months of planning, six months of everything you got to do. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough on these horses. We'll know after the Breeders' Cup. We'll see. We'll see how many, you know, good horses come out of the Breeders' Cup uh, juvenile. Um, usually, the horses that come out of there, they don't finish up very well. Uh, they don't do very good. Uh, a lot of those horses go on to be older horses and in and, and their three-year-old year, and you see them around the Haskell time and you know, the Saratoga uh, time and, and you know, see what all's going there. So that's going to be interesting to see. Start watching, you know, um, like I said, the, uh, you know, the Derby watch and everything. So now um, our next race here in the United States is the Champagne States at Aqueduct, October 7th. Um, it's a point skater. It starts you off on the right foot. It's uh, the Champagne Stakes there in Aqueduct, and um, maybe it'll be good. We'll see. We'll see. But um, so that starts the Derby. The, uh, how they get there to the Derby, and nowadays it seems like weather's becoming more important than anything we do in the horse business. Uh, they're trying to figure out what kind of surface the horses should be running on. If they should be running on the grass, if they should run on the tapita, uh, there's just a lot of questions to be answered. And unfortunately, um, for the trainers and the owners, uh, we're getting uh, we're getting the big fields now back into into the racing. And <laughs> let me tell you, it's good and it's bad. If you get a, a two year old and a nice uh, stakes race and you know, maybe even one of the derby prep races that, that you could get. Um, you you got to think, should I enter the horse? Should I beat him up? Should I give him a bad, bad uh, taste in his mouth? You, you always like to find that race that he can win. And so we're going to be seeing coming up here 
um, after the Breeders' Cup. Uh, the Breeders' Cup kind of heads it all up, the distance, uh, uh, the route of ground horses. Uh, we're talking about uh, horses on the grass, uh, you know, on the dirt. There's a lot that we're talking about, uh, you know, with these horses. And, you know, I can never emphasize it's all about organization uh, of your horses when you get out and you, and you start going with them and pre-planning and everything. And you got to remember, it's hard. it's hard for a – a trainer to plan his um, his schedule because he he usually has to be in multiple places. You know he's got to be in um, you know Kentucky, uh, California, New York, staying with the big horses, as they say, and that that can be done. And, but it's hard to do when you're trying to get to all these places, and all these places that you're trying to get to are in different places. You know that sounds that sounds like a, a VP Harris statement, but it's true. You can't be in every place at one time. So then you got to pick out your home base. And I'll give you a good example. Todd Pletcher has been very successful basing out of Palm Beach Downs from September to April. He does have horses at Aqueducts and Gulf Stream, and he'll send other horses to like Hot Springs and. You know, places like that that he'll go. But it's, it's hard to do. You know, uh, you got so many horses and you got to be with them all. But he has found success in it. He knows how to get them ready at Palm Beach Downs. He knows when to send them to the tracks to New Orleans or to Gulf Stream or, you know, to California or what have you. You know, so that that's a thing that he's done. And Steve Asmussen, um, he is changing his, uh, situation around a little bit and trying to find that home track to base out of and i think we'll find out here uh, what he does at uh santa anita i think he might like that santa anita you know or the or the del mar uh, connection out there that might be uh steve forte he's a texas guy and that's not that far out of texas you know and he would be you know close to home and everything so we'll see what happens with that and uh you know uh, Billy Mott, uh, he's a Florida guy. Uh, he he loves Florida um, in the wintertime. Um, D. Wayne Lucas is a Hot Springs, Arkansas man. Uh, he loves Hot Springs in the you know in, in the wintertime. Um, Brad Cox is usually in New Orleans or Hot Springs uh, with what he does. You know, so it's always uh, trying to figure that spot out. Where do you go? What do you do? How do you do it? And also, there's so many things in the horse business, and, you know, it basically, you know, transcends to everything in the horse business, whether you show horse, whether you're standard bred. Um, there's just a lot of things that you, know, you can do, you know, there. That's like me, <laughs> you know, here in Florida. I, I got a headset on, and I'm walking around here in the barn trying to get things done and looking at horses and things that you try to, you know, condense all your time in, and, it, and it's tough. You know, there's just not enough hours in a day, especially uh, with the weather, you know, the way it is. But you find a way to make it work. Uh, you know, you do that. And I admire all these trainers uh, from the small guy all the way up to the big guys. They've got tons of money. Uh, they all have the same problems. They all have the same goal. They all have everything's the same for them, no matter what they do whether you're running a cheap horse or a million dollar horse, it's all the same thing. You got to load in that gate and you got to get to the finish line first. And it's tough, you know, and here on IEN, uh, like today, for example, um, we're watching, uh, from the Hippodrome in our Argentina, we're watching live racing from there, uh, which is really good. A beautiful track. Beautiful track. If you go to IENTV.org and you uh, click on you'll see it's uh, called At the Wire. And it's running live races from uh, Argentina right now in a beautiful facility. Beautiful facility. And it's kind of interesting. Is, uh, you don't see many horses coming out of the different countries here to race in the, in, in the U.S. You see them you know, staying pretty much in their home country and trying to dominate everything. And that's what makes the Breeders' Cup so interesting is we have a handful of horses that come over from foreign countries here to race. 
And, uh, it's really just, uh, it's something else, you know, to see. Um, so, but that, that's from Argentina. And, it, and like I said, it's a beautiful track, you know, to see and the people that are there. And then, uh, we also have, um, uh, uh, FEI thing. It's, um, from coming out, out of, uh, uh, France today. Uh, it's driving, it's a driving event for the Olympics. And it's coming out. It's a beautiful track right there. And all, but you know, like I said before, it's kind of interesting to see uh, how all the people from all around the world uh, do what they do. And, and I was excited to uh, start to uh, start start IEN. Um, of course, like I said, I'm not a real professional at it, and it, it's going. But the formats there, it's been a two year process of getting the format, you know, the way I wanted it and the way it's going to be, and so. Like, for example, now, um, org, our, our website, is pretty much all uh, thoroughbreds, pretty much all thoroughbreds. Uh, and so I, I got it the way I want it and everything, and then we'll be expanding. And the, and the next thing that we'll be expanding out into is called the Quest for Equine Gold. It's about the 2024 Olympics and where, where the horses go to show, what they how they get their uh, – to the 2024 Olympics, um, whether they're showing in Wellington or Paris or Germany, Australia, you know, it, it's it's truly an international thing that we're doing there with uh, the Quest for Equine Gold. Uh, it's just amazing, and there's so many divisions there. There's dressage, there's Grand Prix jumping, there's three-day eventing, uh, there's the driving that's on now uh, that we have. It's coming uh, to you from France. And, uh, you know, that, that makes a big difference. So that's, that's what we're trying to do here, uh, slow but surely. And now that I've got it down and I can start, um, you know, getting advertising money and sponsors and things of that nature, we can really go to it. And I, I love it because it's uh, a lot of live events that, that you'll, you'll be going to, and especially here in Wellington uh, this winter. Uh, we'll have a lot of live events from Wellington. And I, I'm telling you, we got some big time, uh, people showing here in, in Florida. And, and now with the World Equestrian Center in Ocala, uh, it's like having two Ocalas, you know, in, in the state. One, you know, one in the north, north or the central part of the state and one in the south end of the state. You know, and then we have Thermal California. We have, uh, uh all kinds of Parker, Colorado. We have Michigan having the horse park in Kentucky. And that's what it's all about. It's about organization and, and you know, getting everything done and, and you know, getting to the right races. And, and you know, here just real quick, you know, you, you got to see, you got to be able to see the future with what you're doing. You, you got to be able to look six months to a year down the road, you know, to, to get where you need to go. A good, a, you think it's tough to get a horse to the Kentucky Derby? Try getting one to the to the uh, Olympics. Those you you have to have a seasoned horse that's been showing for four or five years. That's really seasoned, well put together. Your rider's good. They they get a perfect match, and, and that means traveling all over the world just to get ready. Hey, you think you think that you think that the Kentucky Derby prep race schedule is something that starts in September and ends at the Derby? You know, that you're looking five, six, seven months down the road. Try getting an Olympic horse. On those Olympic horses that you got out there, you're talking about two or three years of qualifying and trying to get your horse ready for the Olympics. You know, that that's the tough one. We'll go into that more at, at a later time. But it's time to end the show today, and I'm glad everybody said, oh, thank God, get something else on there. You know, but um, like I said, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, and and weather plays a lot in what we do. So we'll see everybody have a safe weekend, and come back next Friday to hear about the winner of the Vosboro.